A warm welcome to All Saints Church at the heart of Northampton. Night of Our Church stands an example of the memorial created by Sir Edwin Lutyens in the aftermath of the great wars of the 20th century. Later today, many hundreds will gather as they will in cities and towns across our nation to stop still and remember the dead and to pray for the living. This year, we are marking the centenary of the Royal British Legion, the Guardians of National Remembrance, who through successive generations have poured out care for those who came home and have led us in prayer for those who made the ultimate sacrifice. In today's online service, anticipating the acts of remembrance that will take place in so many communities later today, we're going to offer a requiem, a Eucharist for the departed, as we ask God humbly for the peace of the world and the welfare of its people. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us confess to God our sins and shortcomings, our pride, selfishness, and greed, our divisions and hatreds. As we hold before him those who have died and suffered in conflict, let us confess our share in what is wrong and our failure to seek and establish that peace which is his will. You raise the dead to life in the Spirit,
us pray. Lord of the nations, Saviour and Judge of all, remove from human hearts all bitterness and hate. Grant to those who have died in war thy mercy and forgiveness, and bring us all to the peace of thy eternal kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who suffered and died, and now liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. A reading from the prophecy of Isaiah. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream into it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountains of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The Lord be with you. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory be to thee, O Lord. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands, so that you may love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. soldier by Rupert Brooke, if I should die, think only this of me, that there's some corner of foreign field that is ever England. There shall be in richer earth a richer dust concealed, a dust whom England bore, shaped, made aware, gave, once her flowers to love, her ways to roam, a body of England's breathing English air, washed by the rivers, blessed by the sons of home, and think this heart, all evil shed away, a pulse in eternal mind, no less gives somewhere back the thoughts by England given, a sight and sound, dream happy as her day, and laughter, learn of friends and gentleness, hearts at peace under the English heaven. The war poet Rupert Brooke whose words we've just heard expressed unwittingly something of the immense moment of pause that arose from the Great War. His death on a troop ship bound for Gallipoli in 1915 seemed to be symbolic of the deaths of a whole generation of young English men. In all their handsome, athletic brilliance, they found themselves laid low by the privations of war. Winston Churchill would say of Brooks' war sonnets, that his thoughts were shared by many thousands of young men, moving resolutely and blithely forward into this, the hardest, the cruelest, and the least rewarded of all the wars that men have fought. Joyous, fearless, versatile, deeply instructed, with classic symmetry of mind and body, Brooke was all that one would wish England's noblest sons to be, in days where no sacrifice but the most precious is acceptable and the most precious is that which is most freely proffered. Scholars would be left to conjecture on the matter of his unfettered patriotism, speculating that he, had he reached Gallipoli, instead of receiving burial on a remote Greek island, some corner of a foreign land, 
that is forever England, that his poetry might have evolved in the way that Wilfred Owens did, reflecting the horrors that the Western Front and the mechanised death which they endured. It may not have been the case, but the same author of the poem Dulce et Decorum Est had himself once written, but sweeter still and far more meet, to die in war for brothers, even if in time his writing would negate such a sentiment. Still, they had all read St John's Gospel. They knew what greater love was, and they knew that the act of loving is forgetting ourselves because we're thinking of another. It's almost heartbreaking to see young men choosing so quickly the causes for which they were prepared to die, and the striking distance between the soldier willing to make sacrifices for ideals and principles and another who is content to do it only for comrades and friends. If you knew little else of what had occurred between 1915 when Rupert Brooke died and the eventual securing of peace in 1919, then only tenuously, then perhaps you get hints of it by standing at the immense places of memorial erected in their hundreds afterwards. In this church we have our very own, and it speaks, nay, it sings, of the silent music of tears that was shed by the architects of national remembrance. Behind me, at the east end of our memorial chapel, and centred between the names of those who never came home in 1919 or 1945, five images are lit in stained glass. Nicholas, the patron saint of children. George, the patron saint of England. Michael, the archangel, the patron saint of peacemakers. And Luke, the patron saint of healers. At its heart, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Their name, liveth forever, needs so many of these epitaphs, and yet to us so tragically unnamed. They, by Siegfried Sasson. The bishop tells us, when the boys come back, they will not be the same, for they'll have fought in a just cause, they lead the last attack. On Antichrist, their comrades' blood has bought, new right to breed an honourable race. They have challenged death and dared him face to face. We're none of us the same, the boys reply, for George lost both his legs and Bill's stone blind. Poor Jim's shot through the lungs and liked to die and Bert's gone syphilitic. You'll not find a chap who served that hasn't fought, found some change. And the bishop said, the ways of God are strange. Wilfred Owen grew up in the back streets of Birkenhead and Shrewsbury, and under the direction of his devoutly Christian mother, became a lay assistant in a parish near Reading. But he'd soon become disillusioned critical of the church's ceremony and lack of care for the needy. In wartime, he and Sassoon shared an intimate relationship built of the sort of tragic experiences that would cause Owen to write the anthem for doomed youth, an account of a funeral not with bells or candles or choirs singing mournful tunes, but with the shrill, demented choirs of wailing shells and bugles calling for them from sad shires. Traumas of war epitomised in the liturgies of death, which took place no more in churches and sacred spaces, but upon the battlefield, where both the last full measure of devotion 
and the obsequies of the dead were observed. Too eager was the world to see young men moving resolutely and blithely forward to allow them time for their bodies to be brought to the places of worship or to worry about their earthly resting places. The poets wondered that it did not, at least at first, disturb Christian leaders from their rhetoric. They seemed unconcerned. Though many were lost to the battlefield, many more are commemorated in the graveyards of this continent or recalled as painfully long lists of names on war memorials in and outside churches. In post-war years, a huge effort was launched that would set out to address the hardships that the soldiers, sailors and airmen returned to, but which also set its sights on leading the nation in its emotional recovery. Armistice brought untold gladness, but as the bells rang out in celebration, the mother of Wilfred Owen was receiving her telegram, informing her of her son's death. In the midst of life, we are in death, as we recall from the prayer book. The crowds cheered at the same time as the requiems were being offered, and Douglas Haig, who is a key military leader, has borne his share of profound criticism for the suffering inflicted in the Great War, would in those later years dedicate much of his life to bringing coherence to social rehabilitation. In 1923, he wrote to the Manchester Guardian, appealing to the nation and to the then Empire to do right to those who had returned as much as they sought to commemorate those who had not. From a letter of Field Marshal Earl Haig to the Manchester Guardian in 1923. Since those days, the people of the British Empire moved alike by gratitude and admiration for those who fought and died, who suffered and endured to maintain right dealing among men and nations who once more passed their plighted word. From many a hall and platform and on many occasion of solemn ceremony, a promise went out to our fighting men that as they did their duty nobly in the trenches, so when peace was won, their fellow countrymen would do their duty honestly by them. Can we acclaim to have fulfilled that solemn promise in the same loyal and devoted spirit in which our young men honoured the undertaking we had given to our ally? About 5,000 ex-officers still in search of work. 100,000 wholly or partially disabled ex-servicemen still forced to look to charity to supplement exiguous pensions. 400,000 men capable of work but unable to obtain it supply the answer to that question. Much has been done, yet our word could not be accomplished. But because I cannot believe my fellow countrymen and women today are less ready to keep faith than they were in 1914, I once more appeal to them on behalf of my old comrades of the war. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love, says Jesus in St John's Gospel. No one has greater love than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Today's Gospel is set in today's worship and coming for the acts of remembrance that will take place across the country later today is an invitation to come to the place where the veil twixt heaven and earth is drawn especially thin and to come to Jesus, the Lord of the living and the dead. It's an invitation to see that in the words of Charles Wesley that one church above, beneath, is divided only by the narrow stream of death. 
We call to mind all those scarred places and makeshift tombs, the cemeteries, the battlefields, both known and unknown, the places we know about, the places we have yet to find, all those little pieces of England, as Brooke called them, and see them anew through the lens of the cross. We notice that they are so many in number, that we cannot contain in one place the suffering endured, nor is it easy to visualise what so many lives look like. But we know that they are chosen and precious. We know one who may comprehend them all. It is an essential cause of our humble remembrance, for human hearts can contain only so much. We cannot know the sheer preponderance of pain, but we trust that it can be comprehended in the heart of divine love. And as much for any as those whose lives have been shaped and defined by the battlefield, who agonisingly determined for what they were prepared to die, there is both hope and vision. As Her Majesty the Queen said recently, when nations come together for common cause, there is always room for hope. When we remember them before God, we remember the causes for which they served and the friends for which they were content to give their lives and give themselves entirely. We think of those who have in successive generations led us in remembering the fallen, helping us not to forget the scars and the lessons of war and conflicts past. It was the vocation of those who were left and who would grow old. They did not have their wounds and traumas removed in death. They had to learn to live with them, even learning to express what had happened to them when with the passage of time, those who had shared it began to pass from this world. In lots of circumstances, and in many places, they have entrusted our stories to us, who now possess a treasury of witness of what it is to live, who now possess a treasury of witnesses who tell us that peace is essential. As we remember, holding the departed and the living before him who is Lord of both. May we be inspired by the common cause of the nations, ascending God's mountain together in Isaiah's prophecy, and play our part in the common cause that brings hope and peace to the world. The huskators haggle in the mark. The cars and carts go by. Senates and schools go drowning on for dead things cannot die. A storm stooped on the place of tombs, with bolts to blast and rise. But these be names of many men, the lightning found alive. If usurers rule and rights decay, and visions view once more, great Carthage like a golden shell, gape hollow on the shore. Still to the last of crumbling time, upon this stone be read, how many men of England died to prove they were not dead. Let us declare together the faith of the Church. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 
The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. We pray for the leaders of the nations, that you will guide them in the ways of freedom, justice and truth. Lord, in thy mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for those who bear arms on behalf of the nation, that they may have discipline and discernment, courage and passion. Lord, in thy mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for our enemies and those who wish us harm, that you will turn the hearts of all us to kindness and friendship. Lord, in thy mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for the wounded and the captive, the grieving and the homeless, that in all their trials they may know your love and support. Lord, in thy mercy. Hear our prayer. Most holy God and Father, hear our prayers for all who strive for peace and all who fight for justice. Help us who today remember the cost of war to work for a better tomorrow. And as we commend to you lives lost in terror and conflict, bring us all in the end to the peace of your presence. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. For through his death on the cross, thy Son, Jesus Christ, has broken the power of evil, and by his glorious resurrection has opened for us the gate of life eternal. In him you seek out the lost, restoring those whose lives have been shattered and torn apart. In the fullness of time he will gather all things to himself, enfolding us and all who have died in war in his undying love. And so we pray that we who have set our hope on Christ may come to the peace of heaven. There with angels and archangels, to sing your praise forever. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of thy Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be unto us his body and his blood. Who in the same night that he was betrayed took and when he had given thanks to thee, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks to thee, 
he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup we make the memorial of Christ thy Son, our Lord. Accept through him our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of thy divine majesty, renew us by thy Holy Spirit, inspire us with thy love, and unite us in the body of thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. By whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
In the presence of the risen Lord, let us remember all we have commended to the Father's mercy, those who have been gathered from the storm of war into the calm of his presence. They shall not grow old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun, and in the morning, we will remember them. We will remember them. O Lord of life, we hold before you those whose memory we cherish, and those whose names we will never know. Help us to lift our eyes above the torment of this broken world and grant us the grace to pray for those who wish us harm. As we are nourished by you with the bread that lasts forever, gladden our hearts with the good news of your peaceable kingdom, where you live with the Father and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
let us pray. Lord God, in this Eucharist which we have shared, thou hast spoken the word of life and nourished us with the mysteries of Christ's body and blood. Bring us with all who have died in combat or through the injuries of war to know the joys of heaven. We ask this through Jesus Christ who lived and died and was raised in newness of life. To him be glory in every age and for eternity. The Lord be with you. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Go in the peace of Christ.